Amen. No more condemnation. The debt of man is paid. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that, church? Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Psalm 92. In the book of Psalms, chapter 92, we will read verses 1 through 5 together this morning. I have grown to love uh, this passage of Scripture. Uh, it's entitled, God's Love and Faithfulness. Aren't you thankful for both of those? Amen. Amen. I've titled this, Rejoice, Rejoice, O Christian. May that be what we do every waking moment of our life, that we would rejoice and rejoice. It's so important for us to rejoice in the Lord, and we will see why, as the Scriptures will teach us why uh, this morning. Psalm 92, we will read verses 1 through 5. If you have found your place, if you will and are able to, if you'll stand with me as we read God's Word together, as we honor the reading of the Lord, the reading of God's Word, the living power of God that is fresh and new uh, for us, and so we're thankful uh, for it. Uh, in Psalm 92, uh, the psalmist says uh, it's a song for the Sabbath day, a song for today. It says, it is good to praise Yahweh, to sing praise to your name, Most High, to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night with a ten-stringed harp and the music of a lyre. For you have made me rejoice, Lord, but by what you have done, I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord, how profound your thoughts. Amen. And the church say amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for the many reasons that you have given us to sing praises, to declare uh, your love and your faithfulness to us. Lord, thank you that you don't just give us those reasons one day, but Lord, you uh, give us those every day, and they are new every morning. Lord, thank you that we have uh, a numerous amount of reasons to praise the Lord. Lord, may we always be guilty of a Christian who rejoices. May we always be found rejoicing in the Lord and not wallowing in our own pity. Father, we're thankful. Thank you for the scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. <clears throat> well, I don't know about you, but I know in my own life things happen, and oftentimes there can be reasons for me not to rejoice, me not to have a, a joyful heart or <clears throat> a joyful attitude, but I read in the scriptures that you and I as believers and as Christians, we ought to always have a joyful heart, amen? We ought to always have a joyful attitude, amen? Well, I see we're going to have a problem here this morning. I, let me, uh, I, I'm going to need you to respond to me. I don't want this to be so much a monologue as a dialogue, okay? So when I say something that you agree to, what do you say? Amen. You can even say, preach it, brother. I know. Hey, loosen up a little bit. Uh, hey, open up that mouth and heart. Be involved in it. It'll help you stay awake, maybe. Uh, some of you might need that. I don't know. 
I believe Christians ought to always have a joyful heart. Amen? Amen. I think we ought to have a joyful attitude. Amen. I think we ought to. Does that often happen? No. I think sometimes we allow the world and the things of this world to bog us down, to get us down. That's why I believe the Lord just put it in my heart to start our service off the way we did. I think what a great moment that was for God's people in God's house through the spirit of the living God to bow on our knees and say, Lord, forgive my heart, clear my heart and mind so I can give you the honor that you so deserve. This is a song for the Sabbath so that I could rejoice. We might just start every service like that. I don't know whatever the Lord leads us to do. I know it was good for me. It might have been good for you. I sure hope so. I just believe it was. In Psalm 92, this psalmist gives us reasons we should praise the Lord and have a song in our heart. He starts off, it is good to praise Yahweh, to sing praise to your name most high. It's good to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, not just in the morning, but at night as well. I know uh, in the morning, though, if you have young kids or kids at all, or you had kids, you know, night and morning can be the most stressful times in your life. If you do not get out of that bed right now, I'm talking about now. Do you just like to hear me say that? I'm not saying it because I like to say it. Get out of the bed. Rejoice, oh, rejoice, oh, Christian. <clears throat> I told one of my children, I won't tell you who, if you don't get out, I am going to pour water on your head. Guess what? He did not get up. Guess what I did? I poured water on his head. I said, do you feel that? He said, no. <laughs> well, bless God, you're about to feel this. Why did it squirt it right on? He said, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. The Bible says, rejoice, rejoice, O Lord, O Christian. In the morning... And at night, if you don't get in that bed right now. One minute, you can't get them out of the bed. The next night, the night that, the, that night, you can't get them back in it. Well, this morning, I couldn't get you out. Now, you won't get back in there. Did you take a shower? I told you to take a shower. You didn't take a shower? You, you, you did take a shower. Why is your hair still dry? You don't you know, get back in that shower. Get in the bed. I said, get, you know, you just get there. Oh, the Bible says, rejoice, O Christian. And the, I think God knew. You know what? I think God knew that mornings and night would just be a pain. You know, you know, you finish the sentence, but it'd just be a pain. And I think he put in the Bible, uh, declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. I think God knew. And then he says, for you've made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. And then he gives us reasons. He says, I will shout for joy. Why? Because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord, and profound your thoughts. I want to share with you three observations from this passage. Number one, it is good to praise the Lord. Amen? It is good to praise the Lord. It says in the scriptures, it is good to praise the Lord. Where did, you know, that I, I wasn't real creative in that observation, the Bible says it is good to praise Yahweh, to sing praise to your name, Most High, to declare 
your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Listen, it is good to praise the Lord. And how to, what is one way we do that? It says to sing praise to your name. To sing. We sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord through singing. That's why we have a portion of our worship service, worshiping the Lord through singing. It's so that you have the opportunity to sing praises and worship lyrics to the Lord. Sing, oh Christian. Sing to the Lord. You want to know why? When we praise the Lord, we put all the attention on him. And you know all the attention deserves to be put on him? When we sing, all the attention goes to the Lord because he is the object of our singing, the object of our affections, the object of our worship services. We sing to him, and when all the attention is on him, then all the attention is taken off of our issues, our struggles, our problems, our pains, and our sorrows. When you sing, your heart is connected to who he is. Your heart, through the lyrics where we sing, no more condemnation. The debt of man has been paid. When your accuser brings these accusations against you, you point them to the cross, man. You point them, point them to Jesus. For the reason is that when the earth and when the world and the prince of darkness comes after you, all of your attention is put on the Lord where it rightfully deserves to be put on. That's why we sing. That's why we offer a, a word of praise through song. I don't know about you, but I don't like it when my attention is placed on issues, struggles, problems, pains, and sorrows. I don't like that. It doesn't allow me to praise the Lord properly. Now, listen to me real, real carefully. I do not think for one minute the Bible is teaching us to put away those things in a little bitty box, set them aside during church, praise the Lord, and when we get back in the car on the way home, then we can get all those things out of that box. I don't believe that's what worship is for. Here's what I believe. I believe God has set this thing up that when I worship him, I am bringing all of those pains and sorrows with me. Don't put them in a box and set them aside, no. You bring all of those to your worship, your sorrows, your pains, your difficulties, your issues and problems, bring them all to the Lord. Offer them up to him and say, Lord, you are worthy, the worthy lamb that was slain for me. There's no condemnation for me. Praise the Lord. God, I can't handle these things, but you can. Hey, don't put them aside. Bring them all out. Turn the lights on in that box. Let it all come out and give it to the Lord. I wouldn't want you to come in here and praise God and have a great spiritual moment and then get in your car and deal with those things. You leave them right here at this altar. You bring them on up. Say, Lord, I can't, this is, I can't do anything with this, but God, you can. I'll give them to you. I'm going to walk out of these doors, and I'm going to leave that at the altar. God, they're yours. They're going to die right there at the altar because that's what happens at an altar. Things die. It is good to praise the Lord when all of our attention is off of our issues and on him. Then our attention is on his peace and love and joy and his forgiveness, his good works, his profound thoughts, saving grace, his blessings. Our attention is placed on the name that is above every name. This word good where it says it is good to praise the Lord, it literally means fitting. It is fitting to praise the Lord. It is fitting to do that. You need that. It, it's fitting for you. You are wired to worship something. You know that? 
God has put it in your heart. When he knitted you together in your mother's womb, he, has, he wired you to worship. There is something in you that wants and gots to worship something. And if you don't worship the Lord, you'll worship something else. Amen? It's true. It's true. And too many times our attention and all of our uh, worship bones in our body, they go to all kind of things except for the one thing that deserves it the most. We worship our job. We worship our families. We worship our activities. We worship uh, schools and teams and sports and things. We worship all of those things. And the only thing, the only one that deserves any kind of worship is the Lord. Because of his works and profound thoughts and magnificent works. It is fitting to praise the Lord. You know what this means? It's the right thing to do. Praising the Lord is the right thing to do. Listen to me, church. You will never go wrong praising the Lord. Ever. In the midst of your sorrow, you will not go wrong by praising the Lord. Will people look at you funny? Yes. Will they wonder what in the world is happening to them? Will they wonder that? Absolutely. But your attention is on the Lord where it needs to be. Because when our attention is on the Lord, our attention is on his grace. And it's on his forgiveness. And it's on his uh, magnificent works and his love and peace and joy. I know you need that. I know you need it. I know you desire it and you want those things. It is right to praise the Lord because of the praiseworthy things that he has done. The Bible says it is good to praise Yahweh, to sing praise to your name. What name? The name that is most high. The name that is above all names. Sing praise to your name. Sing, church. Sing. Sing. You say, oh, I don't have a good voice. It didn't say sing unless you have a good, if you don't have a good voice. It says sing. I don't don't like singing. Get over it. Sing. (laughs) Right? Right? I don't sing out loud. Yes, you do. And that country song comes on. You know every lyric to it. You don't have to amen it. I know you wouldn't. You know every word to it. It's hard for me to remember these lyrics. No, it's not. Country songs come on. You know every word. Right? You can remember statistics of your favorite sports team. When all that stuff happens, you sing it praises. The Bible says sing. May we sing. Hey, when people drive by on Sunday morning, they hear singing. They hear praising the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Sing to him, O Christian. Rejoice, O Christian. Sing to him. What will people think of me? I'm a grown man. (laughs) I'm hard. I don't sing out loud. I'm tough. Brother, you have no idea. Compared to the Lord, you're nothing. You hear me? You're nothing. You can act all hard, and I'm a grown man. I'm not singing that's for women. Well, I'm sure she sounds better than you, but you better sing. Sing to the Lord. Listen, I want my kids to hear me singing to the Lord. Amen? Your kids hear you singing country. Amen? Your kids hear you singing all these other pop songs and all these other things, singing the praises of a sports team and singing praises of all these other things, do they hear you singing praises to the Lord? 
I mean singing praises to the God, the one, the name, the most high. Do they hear you singing those songs? Turn that country music off. Turn on Christian music. Praise the Lord. On your way to school, praise the Lord. When you pick them up from school, praise the Lord. We've given enough of our praise to the world. Amen? God deserves it. Praise. Sing. In your car, sing. In Walmart, praise God. Sing. Wherever you may be, sing. Number one, it is good to praise the Lord. Number two, we praise the Lord through singing and declaring. How do we praise the Lord? Through singing and declaring. It says here, to sing praise to the Lord, your name most high, to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. To declare, to sing, to declare. How do we rejoice? Number one, we sing. Singing allows us to be connected to God. So yes, you're supposed to sing when we gather. Did you know that? It's not just the choir, the praise team, Brother Randy. No, when we gather, the Bible says you are supposed to sing. You're the worship leader, not us, not them up here. You sing. I don't sing, preacher. I just don't sound good. Does does that matter? You think God cares about that? He gave you your voice. He knows whether you sing good or not. It don't matter. What if they laugh at me? Let them laugh. Show them Jesus. Hey, look, you come right up here, I'll sing my little heart out. I know it don't sound good, and, and I, not very many people sit up here, it runs them off, but listen, I'll sing like crazy. You put a worship song on, I can't help it, I just start singing. Sing to the Lord. Listen, it'll do something for you. The Bible says it's right. It's right. Yes, you're supposed to sing. If that's how they praise God in heaven, that's how we praise God here. Amen? If that's how they praise, there's one way they praise God in heaven. You know how they do it? Singing out loud. I sing in my heart. Get over it. Sing out loud. Why'd God give you a voice? To sing praises to him. That's the only reason you got a voice, to sing praises to him. Not so you can uh, talk to your coworkers or family, have tell dirty jokes and sing country songs and praise the, the world and the prince of darkness of this world. Why'd God give you a voice to sing praises to him? That's why. Use it. Praise him. Sing to him. Listen, if that's how they praise God in heaven, I'm telling you what, that's how we're going to praise him here on earth. And I can tell you, that's how they praise God in heaven. The only way they praise him in heaven is with their voices. Why not do it now? I desire that my life and this church I serve look as much like heaven as possible. I think that's our goal of staff. We talked about that. To make East Aboga Baptist Church as much like heaven as possible. We sing praises to him at our gatherings. We sing praises to him in our cars, at home, in our offices, in the machine shops, at school, in the locker rooms. We sing everywhere and at all times because God is everywhere and is worthy of our praise at all times. I drive in my truck. I do a good bit of driving. And most of the time there's Christian music on every now and then, sports radio, but I get tired of the drama, so I I just turn it off. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, 
so I have Christian music on, and man, there's certain songs that come on. I will sing. I'm telling you, I will miss exits. I will nearly run stop signs. I, I just, I, I get it. I don't think God wants you to break the law through worship, but uh, sometimes I get, it's a little bit nervous, you know, and man, I get to singing. I'm just a, I'm just a singing at that red light or stop sign, and I don't know, I'm not doing this at the red light, but I'm just a singing, and man, I'll look over, and somebody's looking at me like, like that. I'll put the window down, man. I'll just sing with me. Come on. Yeah, I don't care about that. You know why? Because it's not about me. It's not about how I look before people. All I care about is singing to the Lord. It's all I care about. I want people around me to know, oh, Mike's going to sing. Man, you put a song on, he's going to sing. You know why? Because I got a song in my heart, and I want it to come out. Would you do that? Sing. Wherever you are, at, your car, at work, Sing. Man, hey, take that radio you got or Pandora, put it on Christian station and just start singing. Here's what'll happen. You'll get weird looks, okay? That's okay. But I can tell you what'll happen over time. When your coworker has a family member or something that passes away or has an unexpected diagnosis or has some marriage problems, you know who, you know who they're going to go to? They're going to come to you. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to lead them to Jesus. You're going to lead them to the cross. Because that's what worship does. It takes people where they are, and it's a direct path to the cross. It's a direct path to the feet of Jesus. God can use it. Sing. We sing everywhere in all times. Why? Because God's everywhere, and he deserves our worship at all times. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the devil hear us singing at all times and in all places. Why? Because he hates it. He hates our praises. He hates our singing. You know what? Nah, this don't happen at all. Now it might, but I don't know. This is just how my mind thinks. So join me for just a minute. Be careful. Okay? We're about to come in here for all of you can fit. There ain't much in there, I promise you. Here's the way I think sometimes. If you're a guest with us, this is, this is what you get with me. I'm, it, amen. <laughs> Here's what I think sometimes. I think in my own life, I think is that the more I sing, the more I praise the Lord, the more the devil hates it. So you know what? He's going to throw more at me. Bring it on. If God be for me, who can be against me? I can handle it. God can handle it. It's not my battle. This is his. Amen? It's the Lord's battle. I think the devil, and, and, and he gets all of his dominions and, and all of his powers and, and demons all up in hell, and, and he has a meeting with them because all of these demons have been assigned to me. And he gets them all together, and he says, why can't y'all make him stop singing? What are y'all doing? Y'all are the lousiest bunch of demons I've ever had. You, you keep doing, well, well, devil, we keep, Lucifer, we keep doing this and that. He just keeps singing. I don't know. I don't know how to stop him. You are the lousiest bunch of demons I've ever had down here. I, I just want hell to have a meeting and say we can't stop him from singing. Amen? May the, may the sun, that don't happen. I get it. Because he ain't going to stop. But I want to give him a run for his money. You won't stop me from singing. You can't stop me from singing. Because I'm not singing for you. I'm not singing for me. And I'm not singing to you. And I'm not singing to me. I'm singing for the Lord. And I'm going to worship him. 
and I'm going to praise him. How else do we rejoice? It says, declare, to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Declaring allows us to praise the Lord through our words. We declare his faithful love in the morning, at night, and all times in between. This may not just be singing, but it may be it's just be speaking about the Lord. I'm going to declare the goodness of the Lord. I want to declare the faithfulness of the Lord. I want to declare the love of the Lord. May you declare the faithfulness, his faithful love and his faithfulness. May you declare those things at work. Declare those things at school, in our gatherings, at home, around the kitchen table. Let me tell you what my God has done. May you declare these at all times. Listen, around the kitchen table, instead of talking about uh, people that you know and you're downing them in front of your kids and, and, and whoever that you don't like or dislike or whatever, instead of doing that, gather around your kitchen table with your family and all go all around the table and declare the goodness of the Lord. Amen? Declare the faithfulness of the Lord. When someone at work asks you, how are you doing? You say, how much time you got? I'm going to declare the faithfulness. God's been good to me. You want to know how? You just name off all the reasons and declare the faithful love of the Lord. We should declare his goodness in every conversation we have. In every conversation you have, you should try and turn that conversation into a God-declaring conversation. Whatever conversation you have today or tomorrow or every day at work or at school, turn that conversation into a God-declaring conversation. I've had a good weekend, but let me tell you what God's done for me. Declare the praises and the faithfulness of the Lord. Number three, I can't help but rejoice because of the works of the Lord. Look at what the psalmist says in verse four. Listen to me, listen to me. Look at the scriptures. Verse four, for you have made me rejoice, Lord. Now, Is God, are we a robot, and is God forcefully causing us to praise and worship him? No. That's not what it means when it says, for you have made me rejoice. The psalmist doesn't mean, God, I'm a puppet, and you're just making me praise you. You know why? Because that's not praise. That's not worship. Why does the psalmist say, for you have made me rejoice, Lord? He says, by what you have done. By what you've done, I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord, how profound your thoughts. You know why the psalmist says, uh, you have made me rejoice? He's saying that because he's saying, God, you have done so much for me. Your magnificent works, your profound thoughts, your faithful love, your faithfulness towards me. When I look at all of that, I can't help but worship you. Lord, you've made me worship you because of who you are. God's not forcefully making people and us worship him. And the psalmist, no. It's just the psalmist looked and seen what God has done for him. And he says, you're making me do it because of all these things you've done for me. I can't help but sing. I can't help but declare. You have made me rejoice. I can't help it. You've done so much for me and through me that it's making me rejoice. The psalmist is saying, my rejoicing happens because of what you have done. He says, I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. There's no other way to define the word shout, but shout. I'm talking shout. 
shout to the Lord, he says. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands, the magnificent works of your hands. What are the works of your hands? Well, for starters, salvation. Salvation. Making a way for us to have our sins forgiven. To have our sins washed white as snow, as we sang about. The magnificent works of his hands and the works of the Lord. It starts with salvation. And then from there it goes to his providing. What a wonderful, magnificent work of the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you this. Your job is not your provider. God is. You hear me? So stop depending on your job to provide for you. God is your provider. Let me tell you this. He can provide for you a whole lot better than your job can provide for you. Amen? God can give you things your job cannot give you. So trust in him. What a wonderful, magnificent work of the Lord that he is providing for us. Not just he provides, but he is providing, currently providing. Trust in him. When things don't add up on paper, trust in the Lord. We've always tried to do that. When you write it all out on paper, you go, more seems like going out than coming in, but it always works, doesn't it? Why? Because I'm trusting in the Lord. He's our provider. God provides. Not only that, he's our protector. He protects us. When we pray at night, we, we go and pray over our children every night. And one, one of the things that I pray for is, Lord, I'll just use Will, for example. Lord, watch over Will. Protect him as he sleeps. Watch over our home. Protect him. And you know what? God does. He does. And I'm thankful for that. And God protects you every day. And God watches over you and your family. What a wonderful, magnificent work of the Lord. Another work of the Lord is his healings. How God, how God reaches down and heals us of our sicknesses. Not only that, heals us of our, uh, our uh, mental capacities, that, uh, our mental stresses, our mental breakdowns. He heals us from those things. Amen. Whether it's through a doctor or through medicines or uh, just his touch, he heals us. And may you and I have enough faith that all I got to do is just reach out and touch the hem of his garment. I don't have to touch him or, or specifically talk to him. I just need to touch the hem of his. Just one thread of the garment of God can heal all of your diseases. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Why do we praise? Why do we shout for joy for the magnificent works of the Lord and for his profound thoughts, his sovereign rule, his sovereign grace over our lives? Listen to me, church. Sing, but sing at all times. Amen? Praise, but praise at all times. Declare, but declare at all times. Rejoice, but rejoice at all times. Can I ask you this? Can you sing? I don't mean sing physically as in you may sound good. Can you sing? Can you declare today? Can you shout for joy of the magnificent works of the Lord? 
one of the greatest works of the Lord is salvation. That God, in his sovereign rule, made a way for you and I to have a relationship that was broken and is broken because of our sin and we are separated from him, God made a way for us to be reunited back into fellowship with him. And he did that through Jesus, through the cross, the blood of Christ that we just sang about. The greatest work God's done for you is that he has provided a way for your sins to be forgiven. And let me tell you this, if your sins have been forgiven, you better shout for joy. Amen? You better shout for joy. And don't you dare let anything take that joy away from you. Nothing can take that away. But hear me, if your sins have not been forgiven, then I want to invite you to come to the cross, come to Jesus, surrender, repent of your sins, turn your life over to him, allow him to be your Savior and your Lord, follow him, let your sins be forgiven because he's the only one that can do so. Let the magnificent works of the Lord apply to your heart. Then, then you can shout for joy. Then you can shout for joy. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful for the scriptures. We're so thankful that we can shout for joy because of the magnificent works and for the profound thoughts, Lord, all that you've done for us. Lord, in my own life, may I never quit singing. May I never quit rejoicing and declaring. God, if believers all across this room Lord, somehow we have quit declaring so much. We've quit singing so much. We have quit shouting so much. May we get back to that, Lord. May people drive by during our worship service and all they hear is a bunch of Christians shouting for joy to the Lord. Listen, if that's you, dear Christian, and the title of that message says, Rejoice, Rejoice, O Christian, have you been doing that? Have you been doing that? Listen, if not, would you do that today? Maybe you've allowed the things of this world, problems, issues that have arised in your heart and in your life. Maybe those have kind of taken away that rejoicing and you just, you're just kind of going through the motions, you know. I've been there. Listen, you're not alone in that. I bet there's multiple people all across this room. There'll be people in the second service at 11 o'clock. That's where their heart is. They're not rejoicing. They're just, they're a Christian just going through life. Listen, would you come to an altar this morning again and pray, say, Lord, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of my spiritual apathy? Lord, I've rejoiced in the world. I've rejoiced in the things of this world, but I have not rejoiced for you. God, repent. I repent. Forgive me of that. Lord, I want to sing. I want to sing. I want to declare at all times, but Lord, I have not done that. Lord, help me do that. Lord, I want to be that Christian. Do you need to come and pray? You can come right now. I, I believe God's dealing with hearts. I can, I can just sense that. I see it on some faces. The Lord's dealing with your heart. Would you come and pray? So, Lord, that's me. That's me. I want to rejoice, but I haven't. Lord, I'm going to give these things over to you. Come on and pray right now. You come and pray. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Pastor Mike, I can't rejoice. I don't know the love of God like that. I trust that God loves me. And I know that God sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin so I could be forgiven. So I could go to heaven. 
But if you've never done that, if you've never received Christ in your life and you've surrendered your heart and life to him, and I believe God is leading some people just this morning to do that. That thumping in your heart, that is the Holy Spirit. That's God speaking to you. Would you listen? Would you listen? Would you say yes? In a moment, we're going to stand and sing. It's an invitation. Pastors will be down front. We'd love to pray with you. All you got to do, listen to me. All you have to do is you step out with great boldness. Listen, we'll, we'll cheer for you just like heaven will. But you come down and grab one of us, the pastors that will be down front, and you say, I want to rejoice. I need to rejoice. I need Jesus. Or maybe you're a Christian here. and You need to rejoice today. For whatever reason, life has happened. And you've lost their rejoicing. Would you rejoice this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand?